guns, samurai swords, thick-ass cornrows, old Italian guys, and one stone-cold lazy eye. Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai, coming up on The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, a podcast about movies. So what makes Ghost Dog so special for me? First of all, the character alone is just a badass. Ghost Dog is just this motherfucking badass hitman out here in these streets. You feel me? And he'll lay anybody out. This man has no remorse. He cold. I want to say like somewhat like a John Wick, but he ain't as hard as John Wick because he gets killed in the end. Spoiler alert. But uh, yeah. Shoot, man. Ghost Dog cold. He cold with it. Um, what 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 can I say about him? Like, well, I'll say this. This man out here on rooftops, training with a samurai sword, studies the way of a samurai, and he uses pigeons out here to contact people. He uses no phones, none of that. This man is just straight up a dog. He an assassin out here in these streets. And on top of all that of him being a dog out here in these streets, this man has some of the most wildest, thickest cornrows I've ever seen in a movie. Like Forrest Whitaker. I don't know who hooked you up with them uh, cornrows, homie, but I ain't saying nothing, though, because I don't want you to come after me like that. But yeah. Yeah, the character alone is just a badass for me. Okay, moving on with the movie review. Welcome. To the good, the bad, and the ugly, a podcast about movies. Episode 2, and today's episode will be about Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai. Ghost Dog was made in 1999. I really love this movie a lot. Um, Bear with me, folks, because I will be going all over the place with this. And it's okay. Stick with me through this journey. It's going to be a fun one. Ghost Dog is a hitman who lives by a samurai code. He is hired by the mob to kill off one of their guys and successfully completes the mission, but there's only one problem. He leaves a witness, and that witness is the daughter of one of the mob bosses. So to avoid any messes or to avoid the murder of a made man on their hands, the mob pins it onto Ghost Dog. Now, Ghost Dog has a mob after him, and now he has to do everything to survive and get revenge on them because of this whole scenario going on. The cast of Ghost Dog. Forrest Whitaker as Ghost Dog. Forrest Whitaker is known for The Last King of Scotland as Edie Amin. I believe that's how you say it. If not, sorry. Black Panther, he's in Black Panther as Zuri. He's in Lee Daniels, the butler, phone booth, panic room. This guy has some good accolades. We have John Torme as Louis, the retainer. We have Cliff Gorman as Sonny Valerio. He plays as one of the mob bosses. I believe like the head mob boss because... We do see him a lot, and there's like a standoff between him and Ghost Dog in the film. Isaac 
de Bancole, I believe that's how you say it, as Raymond. And Isaac is known for Stephen Obano in Casino Royale and recently was a tribe leader in the Black Panther. We have Camille Winbush as Pearlene. And she's mainly known for for playing as Vanessa in the Bernie Mac show. We have Henry Silva as Ray Vargo and Tricia Vesey as Luis Vargo. Ray Vargo is another mob boss and Luis Vargo is the daughter of Ray. Also in this film is the RZA. And he has like a super small, random ass uh, role in this film, but I just love everything in it. And his character's name is Samurai and Camouflage. Everything about Ghost Dog is amazing. The box office. So it had a $2 million budget and made $9 million overall. 5.3 times the production budget. But this movie mainly played at film festivals. And, I mean, it was not theaters, but not for a long time. And, and it wasn't in so many theaters as well. So, yeah, that's it. Reviews. Metacritic gave it a green score of 67. Rotten Tomatoes, 82% with an audience score of 86%. There's lots of positive reviews about this movie. Some people calling it a gem, a gem of a movie. Some call it strange, but yet amazing. It's an incredible journey, and I could not agree more with these uh, positive reviews. Um, it's just this movie here, Ghost Dog. It's an insane thing that it's like it's it's, it's insane from the beginning. All the way to the end, it's very, it's very strange, and yet beautiful. Um, some of the things I just love about this movie is that this man, how how he performs his jobs, you know, like so the movie awards for Ghost Dog. So in 1999, it won the Talon Black Knights Film Festival. And it was nominated for Best Feature at the 2001 Film Independent Spirit Awards. Nominated for Best Foreign Film at the 2000 Caesar Awards in France. And a bunch of more other nominees. But yeah, to, to dive in a little bit more, let's see. Okay. I got it. This man, in the beginning of the film, the way, I'm just going to talk about the way he performs his jobs. So the way he performs his jobs is the standard procedure. He'll go out at night, right? And he has this, like this device, this black remote device in his hand, and he just disables any type of car alarm, car alarm and opens up the door, drives around with the same exact remote he used to disable the car alarm. And he just takes these random ass cars and he just drives around at night performing his his uh 
his kills. You know, and that's what we see in the in the beginning of this film. So he's just hired by the mob to perform a certain kill. So when he gets there, he kills, boom, that easy. And then he sees a witness. And the witness there is is the uh, daughter of one of the mob bosses. Like I said, like I like I said earlier in the movie review uh, segment, things start to take a toll from there. So we start learning more about Ghost Dog a little bit. We never really know his name, his his real name in the film at all. So he goes back to Louis, his retainer. And for those of you that don't know what a retainer is, so in J- in Japan during the samurai era. A retainer is somebody that has saved your life and now you're forever grateful for him and forever in debt to him. So that's what happens. We see a couple flashbacks here in, um, in which Ghost Dog is almost killed by these three white dudes and Louie comes, comes in and saves him. And we see that flashback over and over and over in the film. Just to, just to solidify their relationship. And Louis don't know what the hell. It's so funny because Louis don't know what the hell um, Ghost Dog is talking about. But he's like saying something like, you're on this samurai crazy shit. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. But Ghost Dog is just such a cool and calm, collective person. And yeah, the whole, he's, Louis is just trying to tell Ghost Dog, What's going on? Like, look, the mafia's after you. You need to get out of here. You need to book it, get out of town. And Ghost Dog just doesn't want to do that. He wants to go out there and kill him, and which he does. And, you know, it sucks because the end of it takes a different toll. Well, we'll get to that later on. Like I said, I was going to go a little bit all over the place. Talked a little bit too much, but, um, yeah, let's move on. Movie facts. So, Damon Whitaker is Forrest Whitaker's little brother, and he plays the young ghost dog. And um, when you watch the film, you see the flashbacks. That looks, uh, you, you see the flashbacks of young ghost dog. That looks exactly like Forrest Whitaker. And I thought it was Forrest Whitaker the entire time, but no, he had a little brother and they look exactly alike. I was surprised. But yeah, they both have some ugly ass hair hairdos, by the way. Yeah, that boy, young ghost dog needed a lineup real bad. And then Forrest Whitaker's character, I I don't really think it, his cornrows are ugly, but they are thick as hell. Those are some thick ass cornrows, like cigars on top of his head. Them things thick as fuck. But yeah, I mean, anyways, this Ghost Dog still a badass character, man. It's still very iconic to me in my eyes. Um, let's continue with the movie facts. The score was created by the RZA. And speaking of that, speaking of RZA, this was RZA's first acting role. The two seconds that he was in this film, this was RZA's first acting role. And... You know, RZA, and I'll, I'll explain that scene right now because it's literally like a couple of lines. So, like, they're um, near the end of the film, Ghost Dog is walking on the sidewalk, I guess, going going to see his friend Ramon 
or Raymond, and he he has his head down and he looks up and sees the Rizza. The Rizza has his head down walking and then he looks up and he sees Ghost Dog and they are both walking towards each other and it's like a slow motion walk and finally they are face to face and Rizza's like, Ghost Dog, peace be with you, something like that. And then just legit walks away and that's it. They just walk, finish walking right past each other and that's it. That was like his first ever movie role, and I'm like, oh, I was hoping to see more of that character, but it is what it is. You know, they had their own reasons for that, so yeah. Things I would change about this film the ending. So, spoiler alert my top five things about the film. So, this is going to be a long top five, so sit with me here. Top five. Number one, the relationships between each character. So, the relationship between Ghost Dog and Louie. If you guys still aren't clear, I'll say it again. You know, I, I like to repeat myself a lot. Louie saves Ghost Dog's life, and Ghost Dog, living by the samurai code, gives Louis the reti- the title of being his retainer, meaning he is forever grateful and loyal to him. So there's there's a couple scenes where Louis is trying to tell Ghost Dog to get out of town, hurry because I I need you to be a like you know the mob the mob is looking for you like I said earlier, and Ghost Dog being prideful saying I'm not going anywhere, I'm going to get my revenge on them. And Louis is just freaking out. And he's like, well, if they don't kill you, they're going to kill me. Uh, they're going to kill you, and then they're going to kill me for hiring you. And then Ghost Dog's like, don't worry. I'm going to protect you. You're my retainer. You know, he says that, he says that line over and over in the, in the film. You're my retainer. You're my retainer. And there's a certain scene where Louis is set up to be killed because, you know, he, he has a meeting with Ghost Dog, and he's like, that's when he explains the whole thing, the whole scenario to Ghost Dog. And a, and one of the mob guys pulls up, mafia guys pulls up. And he's like, hey, Louie. But doesn't see Ghost Dog. He's like, hey, Louie, we got we to gotta talk right quick. Um, I'm so sorry about everything. I'm so sorry about this. And he pulls out a gun, going to shoot Louie. But then Ghost Dog comes out of nowhere. And Bop gets his ass before he gets Louie. And... Then he shoots Louie in the shoulder saying, I don't want them to think that we're together or anything like that because you could die that way too. And Louie's like, just kill me already, man. And Ghost Dog's like, no, you're my retainer. So they have like a real, I don't know. It's like a weird relationship between them because, you know, he, he protects Louie so much, but then Louie can only go so far before he kills Ghost Dog in the end. So yeah, that's a that's one of the relationships I like. Uh, another relationship I like is Ghost Dog and his friend Raymond. So Raymond is Ghost Dog's only friend in the entire film. And the funny thing is about the, the, these two is that Raymond doesn't speak a lick of English at all. He doesn't speak not one word. And Raymond, I don't think I've dived dive too much into Raven, but Raymond is a Haitian ice cream truck owner. 
that only speaks French. So this relationship is special because Ghost Dog or Raymond don't speak each other's language, but yet they have a complete understanding of each other. They play chess at Raymond's ice cream truck. You know, he has a little window out and under the window is like some type of uh, table. So they play chess on that table. And Ghost Dog's like, I got to get out of here. And then Raymond, not understanding what he says, but he says in French, hmm, he must be leaving soon. So, you know, I, I wish I could speak that, but I don't know how to speak it so I can clarify the scene better. But yeah, overall, like they just they just talk to each other and they just don't understand each other, but have a complete understanding of each other. So they have a complete understanding of each other, even though they don't understand each other. Another scene is when they're on the rooftop or Raymond's like, I want to show you something, but he says it in French. So he's like trying to, I guess, waving to Ghost Dog to come follow him. So Ghost Dog follows him and he goes, they go up to a rooftop and on the rooftop they see uh, somebody put on a boat. And he's like, pointed out saying, look, he's blowing a boat. Well, that's what Raymond says. Look, he's blowing a boat. I don't know how he's going to get that boat off the rooftop, though. He says that in French. And then Ghost Dog comes, says, hmm, look at that, a boat. I wonder how he's going to get that boat off the rooftop. So that's like they kind of, they kind of like repeat each other and stuff. And it's kind of funny. But, you know, they just they just understand each other. And how many times am I going to keep saying that, understand each other? Yeah. I'm going to keep saying it a lot. They understand each other a lot. So, yeah. Um, and then his final relationship is with Pearlene. And Pearlene is, Pearlene is played by Camille Winbush. And she was like real young in this movie. I think it was before she started the Bernie Mac show. Cause she just looks so, super young. The relationship between Ghost Dog and Pearlene is special in this film because she models him and they form a bond over the Japanese books that Ghost Dog gives gives her to read. So the way that they're introduced is Ghost Dog is sitting at a park by himself feeding the pigeons. And Pearlene walks up to him and she's like, my mom says you're weird. My mom says you have no friends. You know, asking annoying little questions that that kids usually ask. You stink. Why you look like that? Anyways, Ghost Dog being a cold-blooded killer he is, a cold-blooded samurai warrior he is, not cold-blooded killer, but a samurai warrior he is, doesn't fall to that and plays real patient and kind with Pearlene. And he's like, no, I got friends. Over there is my friend Raymond. And, you know, he introduced, she, uh, Gozog introduces her to Raymond and they don't speak a lick of English, like I said earlier. And then she's like, well, how do you understand how what he's saying? And he's like, I don't. So they just move on past that. And they start talking about books. Um, one of the particular books they talk about was Frankenstein. And he's like, I want you to read this book. Gives her this book. He's like, come back and tell me what you think about it. A couple scenes later, she comes back to Ghost Dog. She's like, yeah, this is a good book. And Ghost Dog gives her 
the well this was like near the end of the scene because you know he's he's um near the end of the scene he's giving his briefcase to Raymond and he's like take this and Raymond's like well I don't know what you're saying but I think you want to take this and then he gives a he gives a book a haga the haga curry to Perlene to read and as a as a final goodbye but neither of the characters know neither Raymond nor Pauline know that this will be the last meal he goes on. But yeah, they they just form a bond and they just grow close with each other. And it's it's an amazing relationship. All three of them are amazing in their own all three relationships in this film that Ghost Dog has with Louie, Raymond, and Pauline are very special relationships in their and each in their own way. So whew, that was a long one. Number two. That's top. That's in my top five. The uh, random Rizzo scene, like I said earlier, it's just I I don't know what the purpose of this scene was, but it's just awesome because you just like well, what's about to go down, and then nothing really happens, and you're just like, oh, well, hold on now, I wish I could have seen more of that Rizzo character, but it's okay, and and of course we're walking over to some Wu Tang type beats that Reza created and put in the film. Um, my number three, my top and my top five, my number three and my top five, the cartoon references in some of the scenes that relate or preview to other scenes. So in this scene, in the movie, there are a couple scenes where I believe it's mostly, yeah, it's mostly the, the mob guys. They're like watching cartoons. And then scenes or moments later, the the the, um, the things that were happening in the cartoon are now happening in this certain scene. So, for example, there's, um, I forgot who was it, but I believe there's like a, one of the mob guys were watching a cartoon of Betty Boop. And Betty Boop is calling for pitches on a rooftop. Scenes later... Ghost Dog calls for pigeons on his rooftop because that's the only way Ghost Dog uses to, uh, to how do I say, um, to contact other people and send people's messages. Because he don't use a phone, none of that. He only uses pigeons. And another cartoon scene, another cartoon is like um, they're watching, one of the mob guys watching Woody Woodpecker and Ghost Dog is getting ready for another big, uh, another big um, action scene. But before that, he sees a woodpecker, and um, that's like that's like another cartoon in which one of the one of the uh, cartoon. There's like another cartoon in which one of the mob guys is watching this cartoon character shoot a gun through a, through a pipe drain, and. Ghost Dog performs this the same exact act a couple scenes later as he shoots a mob guy and kill and successfully kills him through a pipe drain. So yeah, that's I was like that's very creative of how the director Jim Jarmusch did that, and I and I like fell in love with that man. I'm like, wow, this is just so creative and it's different. So. Props to him for that, man. That was you had to like really pay attention to certain small things. So that was number three. 
Number four is the ghost dog Hagakuri quotes. So Hagakuri is a book that is a spiritual guide for the samurai warrior written by Yamamoto Sunetomo. I think that's how you say it. Don't quote me on that. I'll be butchering people's up. I'll be butchering people's names up like Ghost Dog be butchering people up in this movie. You feel me? Okay. Moving on. Yes. Hagakuri. I'm going to say it again one more time. Hagakuri is a spiritual guide for the samurai warrior. And it's a it's it's a Ghost Dog's book. And he reads that book all throughout the film. He finally, And he gives that book away to young little Pearlene before she goes to Bernie Mac's house. And starts the Bernie Mac show. In some parts of the movie, the scene will fade to black, and Ghost Dog reads these quotes from the book. Um, I have a couple of these quotes here for you that I will be reading. So one of the quotes is, "It is a good viewpoint to see the world as a dream. When you have something like a nightmare, you will wake up and tell yourself that it was only a dream." It is said that the world we live in is not a bit different from this. Another quote is, if one were to say in a word what the condition of being a samurai is, its basis lies first in seriously devouting one's body and soul to his mind. Not to forget one's master is the most fundamental thing for a retainer. When one has made a decision to kill a person, even if it will be very difficult to succeed by advancing straight ahead, it will not do to think about going at it in a long roundabout way. The way of the samurai is one of immediacy, and it is best to dash in headlong. And then the final and then the final one I'll read is that is this. There is something to be learned from a rainstorm. When meeting with a sudden shower, you try to not get wet and run quickly along the road. By doing such things as passing under the eaves of houses, you still get wet. When you are resolved from the beginning, you will not be perplexed, though you will still get the same soaking. This understanding extends to all things. And these quotes keep popping up over and over and over in the film, and it's just... And it just fits so well and it's so perfect. I love every single one of these quotes. The movie is just amazing. I'm going to keep saying it. The movie is just amazing. All right? I, the last and final thing I have on my top five is the soundtrack of Ghost Dog, which is Fuego. Okay. The soundtrack of Ghost Dog is composed slash scored by the RZA. Who else? And the Rizzo just make some fire-ass tracks in this film. Some of them are random as hell, and some of them sound weird as hell. But none, the, but nonetheless, it fits with the film. So I like it. 10 out of 10. So my top five things, once again, in summary, the relationships, the relationship that Ghost Dog has between certain characters, the random Rizzo scene, the cartoon references in some of the scenes that relate or preview to, to the next future scene. 
Ghost Dogs Hagakure quotes and the soundtrack of Ghost Dog. Next segment. Does it deserve a sequel? Yes, yes, and yes. As early, as a matter of fact, as early as 2017, there have been rumors from the RZA that he, Forrest Whitaker, and the original director, Jim Jarmusch, have been working on the sequel to Ghost Dog. This sequel of Ghost Dog was rumored is rumored to either become another movie or a TV series. So, um, if it was a TV series, you know, that'd be very interesting. I would like to see how that would plan out. Either either way, you know, let's get it let's get it going, man. This was back in 2017, three years ago. Like, what the hell are we still waiting for? Come on now, let's get this let's get this thing going. But um, like I said, it was a rumor. Neither, although the RZA said it, neither Forrest Whitaker or the original director have came out and said anything about Ghost Dog Two. So you know, kind of, kind of has me anxious. I would love to see a sequel. I would personally continue the story of Ghost Dog through Pearlene and Ramon. Or well, I keep saying Ramon. His name is Raymond. I just keep thinking because you know, you know, he speaks French. So on my head, I'm like, oh, Ramon. But I, in the movie, he's Raymond. So, like I said before, I will continue the story of Ghost Dog through Pearlene and Raymond. And through the story, through my story, I would have Pearlene grow up, and you know, she's now she's living like like Ghost Dog. Lives by the cold, lives by the samurai cold, probably has um, Raymond as her retainer somehow, and just has been training her whole life to exact revenge on Louis and Louise for killing Ghost Dog. And, you know, she's, she's going through the mob like toilet paper, you feel me? So that's why I, that's how I would have this sequel set up. Like, I think that'd be a badass sequel. Nonetheless, though, if this sequel is true, I know it will be good. Now, my final segment, Hollywood Shuffle. So, I'm looking at today's actors compared back to early 2000 slash 99. Who would I compare or who would I have play those? So we have Forrest Whitaker as Ghost Dog. We have Perlene played by Camille Winbush. Isaac De Bancoli as Raymond. John Torme as Louie. And a couple of other random ass actors that I really don't know. Like like this man, Forrest Whitaker, backpack LeBron James, this cast to the 2006 NBA Finals, okay? But he doesn't get swept. No, sir. No, sir. He does the sweeping, okay? That's what Le- that's what Forrest Whitaker does in this film. But my Hollywood shuffle is going to give this man a tough time because... I have playing as Ghost Dog, Winston Duke. 
For those of you that don't know the name, you've definitely seen him in movies. Winston Duke has plays as M'Baku in Black Panther. You know, the guy with the the, uh, tribe leader of the, I guess, like the snow. The snow people in in Black Panther, I can't remember the name. He plays as Gabe Wilson, a.k.a. the husband slash father in Jordan Peele's Us. You know, he's a, he's a big, huge dude. And for for you to play as Ghost Dog, you got to be a big, huge guy with a, with, a, with a nice persona. So that's how I feel about Winston Duke. I feel like he can, he can play as well, this role pretty damn well. I have John Turturro as Louis the Retainer. John Turturro, at least for me, is mainly known in Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing as one of the uh, Italians, Italian brothers that, Helps out in Sal's pizzeria. So one of Sal's sons. The oldest one. Some of the mob bosses I have. Al Pacino. Joe Pesci. And Frank Vincent. Joe Pesci and Frank Vincent. They uh, they have like a real good relationship. In Casino. And, until Frank Vincent. Turns around and then kills Joe Pesci. Out in the cornfields. If you haven't seen Casino. Oh, well, you need to go watch it. It's really good. Sorry, I spoiled it for you, but yes. Those are my three mob bosses. Omar Sy as Raymond. And Omar Sy is known for playing Bishop in the new X-Men movies. And he's also known for playing Barry in the Jurassic World movie. And then for Pearlene, I have Sanai Victoria. And she is in Disney Plus, Disney Pluses, Disney Pluses show, Diary of a Future President. And yeah, that's my cast. That's my Hollywood Shuffle cast compared to the old cast. So, you know, like, like I said, this this movie is just special because I guess I guess what helps make this movie special because the cast isn't so well known. Forrest Whitaker did his thing in this movie. He really did his thing in this movie. And it's awesome to see that uh, Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes and a bunch of other people have give, gives this man his credit. And, um, yeah, that's it. That's the show. We ain't got no more. Thank you so much for tuning in. And come in next week as we got a special one for you. Rush Hour. With my main man, G. From the Lovable Podcast. Give them a listen to. They're pretty good. I'm on there. So, yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll see you next episode.